We also pray for the family of Apostle Fred Price. God, he was a, a blessed marker of your love and your and, and, and your ministry and the things that are all good, a good and faithful steward, God. We thank you, Lord, for his life testimony, his family, the legacy he has left. And God, we pick up the mantle of where he left off so we can continue to share your unadulterated love, disband myths about race and class, and God, just share the love of Jesus through all. God, we bless you for today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we are excited about our message today. I got a new series. Praise God. Um, <clears throat> I'm excited about it. Okay. So today, for lack of further ado, um, the Lord spoke to me specifically to talk about breaking barriers to success. Amen. Breaking barriers to success. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So we thank God for that message. And if you want to put a subtopic on this thing here, I would call it out. Good afternoon, everybody. I would call it rebuilding boundaries. So breaking barriers to success slash rebuilding boundaries. There's It's a two-part thing that God has put upon us today. So I'm very excited and I can't wait to dig into this juiciness, this juicy um porterhouse today. Hallelujah. To those who like steak. Anyway, barrier. Let's start with barrier. It's amazing when you go back to the foundations and the, and how things were developed. A barrier means anything meant to obstruct entrance. Anything meant to obstruct entrance. When you look at some of the entomology of this word, like the old French was barrier, um, which meant obstacle, <laughs> and it also meant gatekeeper. Can you believe that? Barrier also meant, in its original uh, entomology, uh, it meant obstacle or gatekeeper. Mm. Those two words in the same sentence don't even sound right. <laughs> Praise God. But anyway, um, the fundamental root word from barrier is bar, okay? Now, one thing we could look at in our common knowledge definition is that it's a fence or other obstacle that prevents movement or access. We know in the last four years, there's been talking, build that wall, build that wall, build that wall. You know, we heard about that. And we, everybody can get a clear understanding of what that meant, okay? Now, in other definitions, we want to look at um, barrier means it's an obstacle, an impediment, an obstruction, a partition, or separation intended to block passage. All right? That's a great understanding. And now another one that's more um, universal or more not necessarily physical, but this is number, uh, this fourth definition I have is that as far as Barrier means anything that prevents us from receiving or understanding the messages of others. The message of others used to convey information, ideas, or thoughts. Like 
a lot of times people have people have like writer's block. All right, that's in essence example an example of of barrier. Okay, now. I'm going to cut to the chase of the very next line that God gave me. He said that very carefully. I'll share this. He said that the religious institutions of the world and the systems which they uphold serve as symptoms of heart disease. Why do I say heart disease? Why did I bring that up? Well, one of the most common examples of barriers or blockage deals with heart attack. Heart disease brings heart attack. The first part is that the religious institutions of the world and the systems which they uphold serve as symptoms of spiritual heart disease. You get that? Hallelujah. God bless everyone coming in. Amen. So, the thing that we look at, that when you look at clogged arteries, clogged arteries, I'm speaking metaphorically speaking, is what causes heart failure. So the Lord began to speak to me and saying that when you look at the definition of bars, a barrier, obstacles, gatekeeping, uh, preventing movement, pre preventing access, well, one of the most common uh, the, the top form of, of of death in the United States deals with heart disease. And heart disease deals with blockages of blood getting to the heart. So the Lord began to speak to me and saying that, you know what? Religion and institutions of the world, they sit there and have so much things about it that are preventing the blood of Jesus flowing into our lives. Like the song, nothing but the blood of Jesus. We know the blood of Jesus represents freedom. We know the blood represents life. You look at Leviticus, it said, the life is in the blood. If the blood cannot flow, there's blockage. And when there's blockage, there's heart problems. So what happens is religion makes people heart sick. It blocks what Christ wants to bring in people's lives because of what it builds up, the gatekeeping that it does. It, you know, it's amazing. You know, Jesus said it himself, the gates of hell shall not prevail against him, against his kingdom, against the ecclesia. So we know that the gates of hell, as we have seen, represent systems of the world that prevent Christ's movement in your life. Okay? Let me make it make sense for you. Clogged arteries. We know that in the bio, in our in our biology we have the 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 you know the four parts of the heart. You know, you have the ventricles, you have the aorta and all that good stuff and all those things and not getting into medicine so much. But the fact of the matter is that when I begin to study how God wanted me to go with this, that clogged arteries is what causes heart disease. And clogged arteries is because of the buildup of what? One, fat. I'm speaking metaphorically. The buildup of fat. 
the buildup of cholesterol and other foreign substances. Now, in, in, and I'll even, I got, you know, I'd like to study. When I looked at cholesterol, cholesterol is a type of steroid. And it's like a waxy type of fat. You know, wax, you know, wax, wax is shiny. <laughs> wax is pasty. Wax is thick. And it's like, you know, Vaseline in essence, you see? Like put Vaseline inside a straw and see if you can get anything through the straw. And that basically, in essence, is what cholesterol buildup is like. Okay. Now, the Lord began to speak to me so much in this parable about the condition of the heart and how it brings barriers to success. All right. When you look at even the natural symptoms, it actually, you know, has spiritual meaning behind it. And that's what I'm trying to give to you today. You know, and we look at heart disease and we look at clogged arteries, what are the symptoms, okay? And I'll try to break this down simply for you to understand. Uh, contributors to heart disease, spiritual heart disease, you know, look at spiritual or natural, indigestion, discomfort after eating by bloating and pain. How many people have tried to ingest what the religious tell you and you feel pain? systems, people try to feed you all this madness. You ingest it into your spirit and all of a sudden you feel sick and bloated and just something ain't just right. It's causing stress to your heart. Another symptom, hopefully you understand this parable, is we look at nausea. Nausea is the sickening sensation that comes from the consumption of toxic food, overeating, or even excess motion. So what happens is the Lord begins to speak to me and says that a lot of people are nauseated because of what they're consuming, what religion, what the system of the world, what the media, what the politics is bringing to people's lives. We indulge and we indulge and we indulge and we indulge in all that. And all of a sudden, our spirit gets sick. We feel uneasy. We feel like you're going to vomit. When you, as of yesterday, you feel like you want to vomit when you saw what happened in the Senate. Okay? All right. Now, let me keep moving. Pray you can understanding with me today. Another symptom is heartburn. Heartburn is the sharp burning in the esophagus. You know, your, your throat, in that sense, from acid moving in the wrong direction. In other words, religion... Mm -hmm. And institutions move contrary to the direction that God wants it to move. And when things move contrary in the opposite direction of God wants it to go, that could bring spiritual heartburn, metaphorically speaking. Another symptom of heart disease is tightness of the chest, causing breathing problems. A lot of times religion suffocates. It sits there and just begins to suffocate your life to the point where you can't even spiritually breathe. And that's bringing spiritual heart disease. I hope it's making sense to you. All right? Another example is dizziness. It's when things around you appear to be spinning out of control, causing you to decide to lie down or sit down. In essence, things are spinning so much 
You got so much spin in the world. You got so much spin in religion. You got so much spin in religious institutions that you can't even figure out where you are because people running you around in circles. That's barriers. Brings to heart problems, okay? Another example is excruciating pain in the arms. This is something that God began to speak to me and say that so many people, arms are used to outstretch, to reach out. And what happens is we can't even reach out to people because we're having heart problems and we can't even move our arms. Think about the body of Christ. We, reaching out your arms is reaching out to the lost, reaching out to those in need, reaching out to those who need help. And we can't even reach out because we're so busy with religion and we bear and we become spiritually heart sick to the point where we can't even reach out because our arms can't even move. Because we try to move a little bit. We try to move one little thing in our arms, try to do one little outreach, and all of a sudden you get all this religious banter and you can't even get success. The Lord is speaking to me in this. Okay? Another example of what God gave me is excessive, I mean, uh, in the parable here, is excessive exhaustion. You're tired, you're out of strength, leading to yourself to a bedridden state. You're so tired, you can't even move. All the weight of the world you keep carrying around in your shoulders, trying to deal with religious rules and regulations and trying to deal with political madness, trying to deal with you know white supremacy, claiming to be something that's righteous. Okay, All this stuff makes you exhausted to the point where you don't even want to do anything. Many people have lost their zeal to do anything for Christ because they see how white supremacy has gotten into the hearts of Christian leaders, people who claim to be Christian, and causing people not to want to do anything to do with Christ. That's excessive exhaustion. That's a symptom of a barrier called heart, spiritual heart disease. All right. Another example is, um, and I'll try to get this real quick, is a cold sweat. Praise God. When your heart is overworking to pump the blood, some of us have so much things we're doing. People think you have to do more and more and more and more to the point where you're overworking your heart and then you're in a cold sweat, which is another symptom of heart disease. People feel like if you're not working 25 hours a day, eight days a week, that you're not doing it right for God. And you wonder why people are cold, cold sweat, or falling out, and falling out. That's spiritual heart sickness, a barrier to success. Jesus, I'm gonna pause right there. We have to understand is that God shows us stuff in the natural in order for us to be able to understand the spiritual. So this example of barriers and what God gave me this thing about. Heart disease, the number one cause of death in the United States is people with heart problems because all these things lead to it. And when you look at it from a spiritual standpoint, all of these things with religious religion and politics and all these things literally are slavery. And I'll get to that a little later. The Lord, began, you know, he wants us to understand in a nutshell, that what you are fed can lead to determine your life or your death. You want to say something, Prophet? Repeat. Okay. In a nutshell, what you are fed 
can determine your life or your death. Jesus says, I come to give life. I didn't come to give you no heart disease. The menu of religion is power, control, greed, deception, and concealment. These are things God gave me, very specific. I'll repeat that again. The menu of religion is power. Don't get it twisted. They want power. They use God as a means of controlling and, and using it as a means of power. They want control. It's about greed. It's about deception. And it's about concealment. When you look at 43 senators of the United States Senate and how they voted against convicting tyranny and all of them have an underlying mantra of religion and liberty and you know freedom of religion and all these things that deal with, with religious systems and they sit there and they go in and they endorse tyranny and slavery. Even to some of the largest um, Christian known leaders in the country back this information, back this kind of, uh, these menu of religion. Look at this. The Lord says to me, says, many will block your progress by feeding you or your spear their toxicity. They will feed you so much of what they of, of their menu to the point where they make you heart sick. And another thing God shows me is that, you know, when you build or are in the process of building or when you have established a success or measure of success, religion menu, religion wants to serve you a menu and it seeks you out to block the blood flow or just the flow of God to your heart. A case example is Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. They were the smartest and most eloquent young men in all of the land that Nebuchadnezzar acquired violently. And it was through religion. He worshiped himself. He idolized himself. He was a narcissist. So people say, if you don't, you have to worship me as an individual for you to have freedom. You have to bow down and worship me. They wouldn't bow down. <clears throat> the king wanted them by their side because they were so smart, but they wouldn't even eat the king's menu. Nebuchadnezzar wasn't, I mean, this is a sidebar God gave me right now. Nebuchadnezzar was a religion in and of himself. Self-idolization. Self and he made the whole country bow down to him. And we see that same characteristic in 2021 as of February 13th. All right. Now let me move on. All right. Religion and its vices literally want to stop your heart. God spoke to me and said this, and it's very clear that religion is slavery. 
And slavery in all of its forms is directly correlated to higher rates of heart disease. Slavery is directly correlated to higher rates of heart disease based on socioeconomic conditions. It's based on health care disparity of the enslaved or the oppressed. And it also goes through the transfer of trauma through generations in the DNA. Also known as, as Prophet Shante has spoken and does in her shows, broadcasts. Say it again. Epigenetics. Epigenetics. Mm -hmm. So let's go to a Bible verse. I'm going to read out the message. and This can make it really clear for you. Praise Jesus. I'm getting excited here. Uh, Galatians chapter 5. We're going to be in Galatians for a while throughout this series. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. I'm going to read it from the Amplified. I'm not the Amplified, but from the message. Because you can see the mess in the message. Look at this. Verse 1. Galatians 5. Christ has set us free to live a free life. <laughs> so, take your stand. Never again let anyone put a harness of slavery on you. <laughs> it doesn't get any clearer than that to you. Look at this. Now, let's go into why he's saying that. I am empathetic about this. Emphatic. emphatic about this. The moment anyone of you submits to circumcision or any other rule-keeping system, <laughs> at that same moment, Christ's hard-won gift of freedom is squandered. I repeat my warning. The person who accepts the ways of circumcision trades all the advantages, all the advantages of the free life of Christ for the obligations of the slave life of the law. Oh my Jesus. I'm going to keep reading. You see what it is? Religion is slavery. Verse 4. I suspect you would never intend this, but this is what happens when you attempt to live by your own religious plans and projects. You are cut off from Christ. That's a barrier. Okay, I'm going to keep reading. You fall out of grace. Another barrier. Meanwhile, we expectantly wait for a satisfying relationship with the Spirit. For in Christ, neither our most conscientious religion nor disregard of religion amounts to anything. What matters is something far more interior. Faith expressed in love. I don't cover that up. Detour does not come from the one who has called you into the race in the first place 
And please don't toss this off as insignificant. It only takes a minute, um, excuse me, a minute amount of yeast, you know, to permeate the entire loaf of bread. Deep down, the master has given me confidence that you will not defect. But the one who is upsetting you, whoever he is, will bear the divine judgment. So in essence, Christ has a judgment for that which enslaves. Religion enslaves. Christ has divine judgment for religion. Religion is a barrier to Christ and faith. One thing I can tell you, and Prophet Shante, broadcaster Shante, says it so often. Racism is spell P-O-L-I-C-Y. Policy. And policy is known as what? The law. And Paul, and even Christ, talks about the law kills the law is a barrier to success to success in Christ. Religion will use the law as a basis to oppress on an institutional level so that those who exercise religion and up the scales and up the ladders of religion consider themselves as superior superior so that those who are inferior can worship the superior. Y'all have heard this before. Um, there's a book called The Iceman's Inheritance, and I want to read a few excerpts from The Iceman's Inheritance. Those who don't know what The Iceman's Inheritance is, Prophet Shante, give him a little leg in to what the Iceman's Inheritance is. The Iceman's Inheritance is a book that talks about the violent nature, the inherent violent nature of certain groups of people uh, from of European descent. Exactly. All right. Now, here's quotes from the book. Okay. It says, Caucasians in general have an inferiority complex about their world position. If they were secure within their alleged superiority, they would not have to shout it to the world, a.k.a. law, so often and so loudly. When people feel called upon to repeatedly announce their superiority to the world, it is suspected that behind all their pretense, they do not believe it as much as they want other people to believe they do. How do you scream? How do you shout? How do you proclaim your greatness? Is make the laws that people have to submit to that put you in favor and put everybody else out of favor. That's what barriers are about. Okay, let me read another uh, paragraph here. All right. Now, in contrast, if the same people believe in the, inferior, in the inferiority of the rest of the world, its people and its cultures, they would not spend so much time trying to prove their point. Inferior things normally fall into an inferior position, and they usually stay there without help from anybody. Okay. All of the European 
laws lies manipulation or religion have not kept most of the non-european world in the inferior position the european world have assigned it to not intelligence not morality nor spirit but aggression is responsible for caucasian superiority aggression is responsible for the expansion of caucasoids both geographically and culturally at the expense of other races and ethnicities ever since caucasians came out of their caves is when the pathological temporal aggression was unleashed upon the world so back to what i was saying a barrier to christ a barrier to freedom is people forcing their superiority upon your life that they don't even have so they shout using laws using weapons of destruction using violence and aggression they use these things in order to maintain their superior position over others which is in essence slavery religion is a barrier to the court of heaven humans have used it as a means like i said to boast superiority they have used religion as a means to boast slavery they have used uh, religion as a means to boast class health and race many of the studies if you look at it based on superiority complexes that have been expressed upon peoples of the world you will see that religion was the root source for these superiority beliefs systems people felt i got a couple things here people felt that superiority was a need to put people in yokes and bonds as we see here yokes and bonds you see this people felt look at that people felt they needed to put this on non-european ethnicities in order to express their superiority and then claim Christ as their savior while they put those original humans that God made in devices to show their their superiority and others inferiority this is what religion concocts can religion only concocts devices to embrace slavery now conversely speaking praise lord access to heaven's boundaries leads to hope healing and wholeness you must have faith to enter 
the courts of heaven. The Lord said this very clearly to me this morning and in times past, but this morning was amazing. He said that faith is the sledgehammer for barriers. I'm going to jump ahead of myself. And one of the most powerful expressions of faith that keeps reverberating through my soul is really captured in this image here. Faith. Faith. Christ extends his arm out to free you. Will you take his invitation to get past the barriers that keep you enslaved? I'm going to read from Mark chapter 11. Okay? I'm going to read some verses there about experience Christ had, and this deals with faith. Let's start at verse 12. I'm going to read this from the Amplified. Praise God. Thank you all for your comments. On the next day, when they, the disciples, had left Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Jesus was hungry. Yes, the master got hungry. You know, Jesus, our Savior, got hungry. So that means we, do can't, we can't eat. We don't have to fast all the time, okay? <laughs> Seeing at a distance a fig tree in leaf. He wanted to see if he would find anything on it. But he found nothing but leaves. It was not the season for figs. He said it. He said to it, no one will ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were listening to what he said. Jesus was hungry. He went to something that appears to be fruitful, and it was not. The fig tree represents religion. Religion appears to be fruitful, but it cannot feed your hunger. Prophet. And let's be clear. It was not yet the season for figs, so this tree was deceptive. It was presenting itself as if it had something to offer out of season. Exactly. So what happens, religion appears to offer something, it will fluff itself up, appear to be something to go to, appear to be something to help you and strengthen you and to, and to, and to you know, strengthen your weary soul. But it does not. That is why Christ, this message that Christ expresses here is that you cannot feed yourself off of the religion. For religion appears to be something which it is not. Now, verse 21. Let's go down to verse 21. And remembering, Peter said to him, Rabbi, Look, the fig tree which you cursed is withered. Jesus replied, 
Have faith in God constantly. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, be lifted up, be thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, in God's unlimited power, but believes what he says is going to take place, it will be done for him in accordance with God's will. For this reason, I am telling you whatsoever things you ask for in prayer, according to God's will, believe with confident trust you have received them and they shall be given to you. I am a living example of that very verse. 31 years ago, religion told me to do what the doctor says. The doctor said I only had three months to live. Religious leaders came to me and told me this. That's all they had for me. That threw me into a tizzy. I did not want to live another day. And in the darkest hour of my life at that time, the Lord came to me in person and spoke verbally unto me and said, son, it will be all right. That wasn't a dream. It wasn't a vision. It was a direct communication from heaven to me in my barrier situation, which was cancer. The scriptures that came to me were Mark 11, 24. I said, mountain be removed. A mountain is a barrier. People want to take mountain climbing as something as a joyful thing to do. But if you look at Mount Everest and the Himalayas, you will know, you will understand, and you study it, you will see that there are grave markers all along the sides of the mountain where people who have tried and they have failed. Mounts are nothing to play with. They are not something to be played with. We saw what happened with Kobe Bryant and his helicopter driver. Pilot, excuse me. You don't play with mountains. You speak to the mountains and you tell it to be moved. The barrier, a mountain is a barrier. The sea became, literally became the toilet for the mountain to be flushed in. That's what faith does. Faith will allow you to get barriers moved out of your way like a sledgehammer goes to a mountain or goes to a rock. So your faith transcends and moves past barriers and moves into the courts of heaven. Praise Jesus. So let me say this here. The Lord wants to move into boundaries. Boundaries. You know what? Heaven has a boundary. There's a reason why it talks about gates 12 gates and so forth. But anyway, a boundary is a demarcation line. 
a limit or an extent. And this is what's so exciting. Hmm. That when I studied the entomology of boundary and the key, the root word of boundary is bound, in Middle English and Old Norse, bound, the word bound means dwell. <laughs> How could I they dwell? Dwell. That's one of the root words for bound. Another root word for bound is to prepare. So you got dwelling, preparation, and another word in the middle French, bondaire, which meant to leap. I mean, dwell, preparation, and leaping. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, in the Latin, it meant bombus, which meant deep, hollow sound, like a praise. Dwelling, preparing, leaping, and 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 deep hollow sounds. Come on now, come on now, somebody. Listen here. You can access the boundary of heaven and build a hedge of protection when you cross over into kingdom life. You can be tethered to heaven while in the darkest parts of the earth and the darkest parts of life. No matter what kind of barriers you're experiencing in life, your faith can take you from where you are currently. It can transcend you into the course of heaven, into the boundaries of heaven, and thereby give you life, health, strength, and all the things that go with life. Gatekeepers of hell cannot prevail against true faith. You have seen how gatekeepers of hell worship religion. Use religion as a barrier to justice. Like I said, as of yesterday, you saw very clearly the world saw on February 13, 2021, how 43% of the highest organization in the country <clears throat> and so to speak in the world embraced tyranny and bondage. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> Nevertheless, faith is a sledgehammer for barriers. <clears throat> Harriet Tubman she, think about it, she faced the threat of death. People wanted her dead. She showed people a way out of bondage into a place of freedom. Like I said, her foot, this picture is so amazing. Her foot is stepping upon the boundary and giving open arms to get people out of their bound situations. That's what Christ does. Heaven's boundary reaches you when you remove doubt, declare faith, and then you begin to see the transformative work of Christ operate on you in your situation. 
Heaven's boundary expands by faith. It expounds to you by faith. <clears throat> the moment you start exercising your faith, you get a funnel of chain-breaking power, wisdom, and direction from heaven. The entrance to the kingdom of God and its protective boundaries leads to a healthy heart and a healthy spirit. Heaven gives an escape route from barriers and a path to eternal freedom. In Christ, we live, we move, we have, we dwell, and we have our freedom. Amen. Christ is not a slave master like religion, but he is our closest brother and our friend for life. Amen. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. He is not a slave master. He treats you no such way. He doesn't put you in whips and chains and braces and neck yokes. He gives you freedom. He gives you life. He gives you love. He gives you power. He gives you his very spirit. The adversary of your soul will try to block your path to freedom. A slave escaping bondage has to outwit his master, hound dogs, horses, rifles, whips, shackles, and chains. And when you begin to exercise your faith, you are literally like an enslaved person escaping bondage. You get the wisdom to, be, to outwit that which tries to enslave you. Hope brings energy to enter safe boundaries. And, um, and in my closing, I got a couple of things. One more scripture I'll read, but Prophet Shante had a delightful experience she pulled me into yesterday. The American, you know, we had robins, you know, whole scores of robins in, the front, in our front yard, in our trees. Beautiful. You had the white snow and this beautiful robin just sitting in the trees. The robin... I looked it up, means hope, renewal, rebirth, new beginnings, new projects, and a sign of good things to come. Now, look what God would do. Yesterday, American leadership failed. But God came to us, heaven came to us, and showed us freedom. Because heaven's boundary expanded to us despite religious and institutions continue to embrace slavery and bondage. Now, this last scripture I'll read to you and we'll be done for today. Praise the Lord. And I turn over this proud to Shante. is John 14. Do not, look at this. Do not let your heart be troubled, afraid, or cowardly. Believe confidently in God Trust in him, have faith, hold on to it, rely on it, keep going, and believe also in Christ. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. Boundary. Remember who said boundary? Dwell? Boundaries? Dwell? Okay. If it were not so, I would have told you. Because I'm going there to prepare a place for you, for you, for you. 
And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and will take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. And to the place where I'm going, you know the way. So one thing we can know is that breaking barriers, religious and institutional systems that bring law as the leadership rather than faith. Faith is what gets you to propel past barriers. It gets you into the, the boundaries of the court of heaven where God has prepared a place for you from the day you started to believe. Do not let your heart be troubled. Don't be heart sick. Going back to the very parable he gave me at the beginning. Don't if your heart is failing spiritually, it need not fail anymore. Do not let the sits of the world, the things that want to enslave or keep you in bondage, make you afraid or make you feel coward. Trusting in Christ will get us to that place of success and it'll bring up whole new boundaries and territories that we never thought we can be able to access because in Christ he gives life and he gives life that means he brings things to us to help strengthen our lives here a hundredfold and in the life to come not just in the by and by but in the now and now praise God prophet Shante you can take the floor Well, <laughs> what a powerful message. I'm going to let the message settle, but I'm going to reiterate the fact that you literally have two choices. You can be, you can be bound or you can abound. Mm. All of us have that choice. We can be bound or we can abound. We know that there is such a thing called pure religion. But the interesting thing about it is a lot of people are resisting what pure religion is, which is the care for the widow and the orphan. A lot of people have embedded themselves in religious institutions and religious systems that as apostle has sort of laid out for us today is a root cause of a lot of what we see in the earth that is producing hysteria confusion depression slavery as he said religion we we have seen the past you know four years Religion being used as a barrier against actual justice. And so, again, we all have the choice to either be bound or abound in Christ. So I'm going to close this out in prayer. I want to thank you all for your time and attention today. And I want to thank you for um, listening and hearing and allowing the Holy Spirit to take this word. 
and minister to your heart and rewind and listen again if you need to. Um, but we are at a at a sort of a turning point, a pivot point again in American history because our country has chosen our leadership in our country. Um, those who, who are called to govern, they've made a decision to give tyranny a pass. And so we can't think that that's not going to have ramifications spiritually for our country. So I would ask that all of you um, who are committed to praying for the health of our nation would continue to do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for who you are. We thank you for this word. We thank you, Father God, that you are raising up those who will walk in the spirit, who will live in the spirit, who will operate from the place of freedom, for whom the sun sets free is free indeed. We thank you, Father, that you will continue to use those who will arise by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you will use them to break barriers, that you will use them to confront darkness, that you will use them to confront and speak truth to the systems of power that feed off of injustice and unrighteousness and slavery. Father, thank you for each and every person that will hear this message. We pray, God, that they will be empowered, that they will be strengthened, that they will be confirmed in the way that they should go and move even into the rest of this year. Father, we just thank you and we glorify you for this message. Help us, God, to walk in the place of abounding. Let us, God, be those who speak words of truth and speak words of life that will unlock people and not hold them captive. In your son Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen. Again, I want to thank you for your time and attention today. If you would like to uh, give to our ministry, the information is posted on the screen. We wish you a wonderful, wonderful Sunday and also a wonderful uh, holiday. All right. Take care, everyone, and God bless.